And the people that do that kind of research, um, perhaps they should have looked at that. And you said that the competition in San Antonio was a dance competition? Yes. And it was that you danced the moonwalk? That's right. Are you still able to moonwalk? Uh, <laughs> inappropriate circumstances. My wife says inappropriate circumstances. So we're going to have to... On the other hand, I will sing Pretty Young Thing for you right now. (laughs) So we're going to have to set up that whole explanation of what just happened there. Oh, golly. Oh, Oh, boy. For your entertainment. (laughs) But there's so much for for my entertainment in this whole thing. Begin with social justice warrior America chewing itself to bits, chasing its own tail, and end with the floundering numbskull physician. So obviously he's not dead. Dumb, he just lacks judgment, governor of Virginia. So on Friday, somehow, someway, a picture from his yearbook that had been hiding in plain sight, as they say, for many, many years. There have to be a number of people that have those yearbooks. Whoever looks at their old yearbook. The Eastern Virginia University Medical School? Is that right? Something like that. But on his page was a picture of a guy in blackface next to a guy Dressed as a Ku Klux Klan member. Hilarious. Um, and that An is, enjoyable gag, especially in a state of the Confederacy. And that is whatever that is, that picture. I suppose mm. we could discuss that. It ain't good. <laughs> Story breaks, and then he's asked about it, and his original explanation was uh, how disgusting it was that he regrets it and he apologizes and all that sort of stuff, with the assumption being that he was one of those people. That's what everybody took from that. Right. If you apologize, that you're either the guy in blackface or the guy... You can't tell who's in the Klan outfit, obviously. He's got a hood on over his head. Right. Could be anybody. Right. Um, then he comes back the next day and says, I have further examined the photos, and I am not either one of those people. Hmm. With no explanation, then, as to why that picture is on his page in his yearbook. Right. Right. <laughs> Seems like a, ran- a random picture to have just show up there. Yeah, you'd think... Uh... You know, it showing up on your page, if it were not you, would have made an impression back in the day. But uh, worth pointing out to back up a second, when the picture first emerged, before he even got to the I have reexamined the photo and I'm not either one of those people, mm-hmm. every Democrat in America set, came out and said he needed to resign. Right. Everybody but Barack Obama. It's been noted. He hasn't weighed in at all. He probably thinks, you know, I don't help the situation by getting involved. That'd be what I'm guessing he thinks. Yeah, okay. All your major candidates, I mean all of them, including tons of Republicans, by the way, Mm -hmm. have come out and said you've got to resign. That's when he came back the next day and said, I've examined the photos closely, looked them over. All right. And I stand ready to moonwalk, unless my wife tells me not to. I could be surprised by, by, by things I did, I suppose, Oh, decades yeah. ago sure. and think, I don't well, remember I don't... every Halloween costume I threw on. You wouldn't remember if you were in a full clan outfit? <laughs> yes, I would. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he says he's now hired facial recognition experts right. to try to nail down who the people are. <laughs> he's going to have them dress as minstrels. <laughs> So, which is just hilarious. But so to replay this clip, now that you have a little context. So he says that um, that was not him in the photo, but he has been in blackface before. He did it for a Michael Jackson 
dance routine Mm -hmm. for a contest that he was in, which I would like to defend at some point. Uh, I think you should be able to put on black, put something on your face to be Michael Jackson. Well, Michael Jackson wasn't black, so you have a problem. I was going to say, you should should have just waited five years and done it as a white guy. But but anyway. Ignorant fool. Let me read what what the Washington Post said. They had a picture here. This was on Sunday. Governor Ralph Northam insisted he was not a in a racist yearbook photo, yet admitted to dressing in blackface for a Michael Jackson costume, then appeared willing to do the moonwalk, showing he still underestimates the seriousness of his actions, <laughs> said the chair of the Congressional Black Caucus. Reporter asks if he could do the moonwalk, and since this is radio, you can't see the look on his face. He gets kind of a smile on his face. He looks at the floor. Right, to decide if there's room. Sizing up the dance floor. Right, Trying exactly. to decide, well, this is wood or tile or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, we can make this I, work. <laughs> yeah. Somebody give me a little do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> and his wife, who's standing next to him, says that wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> An appropriate moment, honey. Don't moonwalk. Oh, lady, why didn't you stay out of it? <laughs> Why didn't you stay out of it and let the governor moonwalk? Another nagging wife. <laughs> oh, my God. How great would that have been? If he just said, yeah, and he looks over and he... <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been the funniest thing that ever happened in the history of anything. But listen to that clip again now that you know the context. Um, the people that do that kind of research, um, perhaps they should have looked at that. You said that the competition in San Antonio was a dance competition. Yes. Was that you danced the moonwalk? That's right. Are you still able to moonwalk? Uh, <laughs> inappropriate circumstances. My wife says inappropriate circumstances. See, to me, the problem is the guy is a dope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that <laughs> to not understand the kind of trouble he's in politically. To think this is a lighthearted get-together. Well, and to think that was a salient point at this point. You know, for the reporter, can you still moonwalk? What does that have to do with anything uh, would be the only Yeah, and then looks at the floor. Yeah, I think we can. Uh, probably... <laughs> does anybody have a single glove? <laughs> oh, man, I'm looking at the picture. Yikes. That is the picture, a picture. not a good picture to have in your year. Oh, again, in Virginia, the capital of the Confederacy. Not sure if you followed the little uh, trouble we had in the 1860s, but... Uh, yeah, they were trying to keep slaves around. God, I wish his wife would have kept her mouth shut. <laughs> if he had moonwalked right, right there. Yeah. Oh, my God. The Super Bowl may have been obscured by the coverage of his moonwalk if he had done that on Saturday morning. Well, I tell you this. Well, yes, you're right. <laughs> and and I would like to get into the serious politics of this sure. once you're done with your giggling. But if... Well, I will tell you this. Right now, Hanson, for some reason, really enjoys when each of us lecture the other. (laughs) I enjoy it, too. Keep quiet, Michael. This is serious stuff. Right now in America, there are at least 10, no, 15, no, 150,000 people nervous as hell because they threw on a little makeup and, and moonwalked. At some point during the early 80s. Yeah, I don't understand I mean, was, how... I, listen, the whole blackface minstrel show, racism, Jim Crow, segregation era thing, I get. I probably know more about it than you do. On the other hand, he was the biggest star in the world. 
And everybody admired him, and everybody wanted to be him, and everybody wanted to copy his moves. And every talent show held in the United States between 19, I don't know, 81 and 89, every single one featured and or was won by somebody doing Jacko. And a significant portion of them, if they're pasty white guys, threw on a little, or girls, plenty of women did it too, threw on a little makeup. And, and it wasn't none of racist, those... it was admiration. Is it kind of dumb and inappropriate looking back? Yeah. But 30 years ago, you're going to crucify people, please. Clearly, the ship has sailed on this. I don't understand why it's inappropriate. If I'm going to dress as a well-known woman, I'm going to put on a wig and maybe per 10 boobs, if that's part of the deal. Certainly. All of our other efforts to get the olds out of office have failed. We need to go back and scrape their yearbooks. This is our only <laughs> chance left. The olds are not leaving government. No kid who ever throws on black in the you know since whatever year is mimicking racist blackface routines of the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. To make that connection to me is just ridiculous. Now the clan part is pretty hard to justify. That is bizarre and troubling. Especially in Virginia. Do you think he's the guy in the Klan outfit in that picture? I don't have why the slightest that, idea. Why is that picture on his yearbook page? Uh, I, I, there, there is no reasonable explanation that comes to mind. Unless he's it's one of those conceivable. There is an explanation, but it is, uh, well, it doesn't come to mind. He's either the guy in the black makeup or the Klan outfit. That's the only reason he's in that picture. That, that's, you better, you, I, I would say that is overwhelmingly likely. So his argument of what possibly could have happened there is that I talked to the people who are in charge of putting this together, and they there's other inaccuracies of, you know, this was put together by high school kids and glue, and, you know, it's very easy for things to get placed on the wrong pages. And, so, yeah. There's a layout problem, yeah. clearly. So I was in band and accidentally put my picture in the volleyball page. And that right. sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, With yeah. my trombone. You know, Come on. And a guy in a clan outfit. Pay attention. That that's his angle that he's approaching it from. But but again, to his his press conference, and 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 we have to be reminded that he sounded like an out of touch crazy person last week talking about late term abortion. Yes, I mean that was handled so poorly. Right. Even if you agree with the policy, which I found outrageous, he handled it so poorly. He has zero political skills. He's a doofus. Well, and that is why. Just a little inside baseball. That's why all the Democrat politicians are saying the guy has to resign. Their excuse is the yearbook yep. stuff. Yep. Although you know, granted, if he's in that picture, that's a hell of a thing, man. Uh, but. They're horrified by his uh, his bungling, his expressing, and poorly, the idea of infanticide yeah. and or late-term abortion, yep. which, as we discussed uh, at length uh, last uh, week, has no constituency. There is nobody, save 10% of Americans, who has any interest in late-term abortions. There, uh, yeah, and very few people are covering this correctly from the political standpoint. That is absolutely big, big time Democrats want him out of the party because of the stuff he said on abortion mm-hmm. last week. They're saying we don't want this around. We don't want that. We, we don't. We don't have to answer for this on the campaign trail. They will hang that around our necks for the next five election cycles. Then this, yeah. Then this racist thing comes along. And they think, okay, we can get him out of there. Who is that moron uh, Republican from Missouri who said that stuff about you can't get pregnant if you're raped and right. some women enjoy it and stuff sure. like that? How long has that been hung around Republicans' necks? Last election cycle, it came up again. So yeah, that's what they're trying to avoid. 
Um, pretty darned hilarious, though. The fact that he the fact that he contemplated moonwalking at that press conference is mind boggling to me. It shows you how big a dope you can be and get elected into into big time government. A governor, a house member, whatever. You catch the right election wave and know the right people. Some really weak acts can get to some pretty high levels. I'd say. I mean, he is weak. Yeah. Well, and, and waiting behind him is an extremely bright, young African-American fella right. who's the uh, lieutenant governor. So that's like a super bonus win. Have some great uh, additional... we rid of him, obviously. We have more great additional Super Bowl snark for you. Uh, Stay tuned for that on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So that was controversial. I still haven't caught it yet because that clip didn't tell us. Because there's betting on how long the the national anthem is going to be. And she ended... It sounded like she ended, and then she sang The Brave again. Oh! She jammed another The Brave. Oh, no! So there's some disagreement of when this... I, I, I assume it ends after the last The Brave on how long it was. Or did she drag it out to throw off the over-under on the... Uh, she getting some sort of side hustle? Some ins- she'd bet heavily on it. Yeah. Insider betting. She she nailed the over. Exactly. God, how do you not do that? She's just going to stand there. The Brave! The Brave! It's so very brave! For as long as it took. <laughs> uh, obviously, point shaving is a crime of sure. But what wouldn't you be anthem shaving? Couldn't you do that? Is that you? You see what the line is? Yes. It's two minutes and fifteen seconds. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bet heavy on it goes over, and I'm going to stand out there and sing a slow version. Right. You could do that legally, couldn't you? Uh, well, how are I, you going to prove well, it? Right. Yeah. Gladys Knight. Wow, I wonder if there are uh, contracts. I wonder if in the contract it says, if you wager on this, we find out you're wagering on it, you agree to to pay the NFL $1.5 million. Now, we thought they had banned nipples from all Super Bowl halftime shows, but apparently male nipples are okay, and we got got them in a pair yesterday. I'm sorry, Jack, this just uh, added to me. Uh, Adam Levine has now stripped off his skin and is singing in only his bones and muscles (laughs) as he continues to strip down. Hey, who won last night between the Rams and Adam Levine's body fat? I'm thinking it might have been about tied at three to three. Oh yeah, dude is oh, yeah. ripped. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. You know he's probably in good shape regularly, and then I'm guessing he uh, went ahead and laid off any extra calories yeah. the week leading up to taking off your shirt in front of 80 million people or however many people watch the Super Bowl. Sure, they always say it's three billion. It's a or billion. Right. Pretty sure in other mm. parts of the world they don't. Have much interest. Squatting in huts, watching the Super Bowl. Can you search for anything you can on that rapper dropping F-bombs? Because that had to be out of bounds. 
We know since the Janet Jackson nipple thing that they got like a five minute delay on the Super Bowl to protect right. all all of us from nipples. Right. But I I find it hard to believe with as safe as uh, as as they are with the NFL and everything like that that they were cool with a guy coming out and dropping f bombs that then they bleep. He had to just go rogue on that, right? I don't know. Had I just be. don't have a sense of that these days. Um. So some more snark about Adam Levine because as immediate the game's not even over yet. And I'm Googling this very stuff, and I saw Super Bowl 2019 results, seven reasons this was the most boring one ever. Then also, why Maroon 5 was the worst halftime show of all time. I mean, this stuff is available for major news organizations before the game's even over. Right. It's just the way we are. Some of the tweets out there. um, I didn't get this first one, but it makes sense after this one. I don't want to spoil the ending of the halftime show, but Adam Levine throws out a handful of CBS gift cards at the crowd. That's getting to the... Well, I'll read this one. I know nothing about Maroon 5, but I did recognize that last song because I've often been to a Walgreens. It's a lot of... He's very commercial, safe sort of Uh, criticism of what he is. Maroon 5, music to buy car insurance to. Mm. Um... Safe, innocuous, and reasonably entertaining. Sad to see Maroon 5 sell out like this. I believe that's snark. (laughs) I kind of wish I'd never called anything terrible my whole life so I could have saved it for this halftime show. (laughs) But how about that fur coat Big Boy was wearing? That's a great guy. I want one of those big fur coats. Sorry, animals. (laughs) What's coming up in your news, Marshall? I've got even more Super Bowl snark coming up for you. President Trump. Dropping hints about tomorrow's State of the Union. Yeah, and, uh, we get like a day of, of breathing, then the so-to. Yeah, and then and millions of you are suffering today from Super Bowl fever. We'll get into all that coming up. Maroon 5 is the Beyonce of Old Navy. Uh, Marshall's News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's Maroon 5, Patriots 3, and Rams 0. The Rams had 57 yards of total offense at halftime. Does that happen in the NFL? In the modern world? No. 57 yards of total offense? That's almost impossible. One of your more uh, awful and loathsome rebuilding teams runs into one of the greats. Poor And then it's sad. Nobody watches. Poor Joff. Or off, as he's being called. Um, That poor guy now... I don't know anything about him. I didn't watch a game. That's the first time I'd ever seen his face. The Plucky young Jared Goff, the quarterback of the Rams. A did, cow bear. But did you see him during the, uh, the, the, the national anthem? Much is being made of this. I noticed it myself. Because I was thinking, man, Tom Brady walking into his ninth Super Bowl. It's just another game. Right. This guy, rightfully so, has got to be pretty darn nervous. And during the national anthem, his hand over his heart was just so twittery. And I thought... Maybe he's just one of those nervous people that, you know, taps their foot all the time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or he's freaking scared to death. Wow. And he might have been scared to death. I mean, his hand was just all vibrating, trying to keep his hand on his jersey. And, wow. Yeah, you don't know. Um, oh, and one more Maroon 5 snark text. <laughs> I'm sure all the girls at the bottom of the stage at the Super Bowl halftime show were saying how much better Adam Levine's body was than their own dad's. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, oh, I find that funny. Oh. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, continuing along kind of the same lines, the dynasty may continue for New England with its sixth championship victory, but Super Bowl 53 not getting the best reviews. 
The Patriots' 13-3 win over the Rams last night was the lowest-scoring Super Bowl ever. It was played at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and even Mercedes-Benz USA didn't have anything good to say about it. At one point, the company's Twitter account weighed in with, quote, if this game weren't in my stadium, I would have driven away by now. End <laughs> of quote. Pats quarterback Tom Brady, though, after the game, would certainly disagree with all the naysayers. I mean, we've we've been this far and lost, which is really tough. And, uh, you know, we just, I think we had a lot of resolve the last couple weeks. And I wish we'd have played a little better on offense, but, you know, we won. I can't believe it. It's, you know, Super Bowl champs. As for the halftime show, Maroon 5's Adam Levine's performance has become a target uh, for social media as well. After stripping down to his bare chest, Levine has taken a lot of hits. You know, the NFL canceled Maroon 5's uh, pre-Super Bowl press conference. Levine sat down with Entertainment Tonight to discuss the gig. He said he did a lot of soul-searching before he agreed to perform in light of the controversy over how the NFL's handled quarterback Colin Kaepernick. How are we going to do it this year? What do we owe ourselves? What do we owe the people? Um, and, and that's what we did. And, and I'm beyond proud of, of the finished product. Yeah, that controversy is so overblown, Marshall. I mean, I, I understand it exists and yeah. all in Atlanta, you know, blah, 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 civil rights. But nobody's that concerned about that stuff, really. One Twitter user said, this is the Maroon 5 of Super Bowls during the game. Which <laughs> a shot at both at the same wow. time. Get wow. <laughs> you know, if, if, if snark were an energy form, we could eliminate fossil fuels. Yes. It was perfectly fine for what it is. It They're was, all roughly like that. Right. It was safe and innocuous, except for that fur coat, which was fabulous. And, uh, and it was fine. We'll all be fine. It was just lame. I, you know, it's, it's funny. I read uh, Roger Daltrey, the lead singer of The Who's autobiography over the weekend. It's not a hard read, uh, but it's uh, two, two interesting things about it. Number one, by far, my favorite part of it was him discussing his childhood and teenage years in immediately post-WW2 Britain, where everybody who wasn't, you know, upper class was poor as in poor, as in everybody was underweight because there wasn't enough to eat and food rationing. He he built his first three guitars because the idea of buying even a cheap guitar was utterly out of the question. And so I found that just to be a really, really compelling first-person account of what that period of history was. Um, The other part of it is, and, and he writes quite persuasively on that, popular culture comes from what young people are living. And that's why the rock and roll of, you know, the 60s, late 60s, 70s had so much energy and so much anger and so much angst and the rest of it. And then it morphed into punk after uh, Vietnam and the rest of it. Well, what exactly is pop music of today drawing from? You know, if you want to look at the predominantly black stuff, the urban stuff, you know, hip hop and rap and stuff like that, there's there's plenty of energy and anger and dissatisfaction and it and it provides energy. But like your pleasant, dreamy handsome lead singered pop music of today what are you what are you the dr- drawing on the dissatisfaction of the George HW Bush years or well if everybody everybody <laughs> goes to a uh, strip mall and the whole family to eat at Chili's and stop at the CVS and the Target I and mean every that, town in America looks the same yeah that's the kind of music you're gonna see I suppose my favorite snark thus far is Adam Levine <laughs> looks like Target designed a rock star <laughs> and a band they're very very good at what they do sure 
And what they do is thoroughly pleasant and inoffensive. And isn't that what we're all looking for? (laughs) President Trump's teasing big announcements to come in his State of the Union address tomorrow night. During an interview with CBS Face the Nation, Trump was asked... North Korea, when and where are you going to meet Kim Jong-un? I won't tell you yet, but you'll be finding out probably State of the Union or shortly before. At the Chili's in Fairfax, Virginia. He's looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. We've made tremendous progress. If you remember, before I became president, it looked like we were going to war with North Korea. So I saw a roundtable discussion on one of the talk shows yesterday. I don't know how much control Nancy Pelosi has over her, her crowd, but there's discussion of where they'll be booing or, you know, how, what's it going to be like. And uh, several of the tacticians thought, the, only, the best thing you could do as a Democrat is just let it be a normal State of the Union address that disappears into history the moment it's over, because they just don't matter. Hmm. Um, and But you want to make a big deal? You want to get Trump a big uh, jump start after the shutdown and some poll number drops and sort of stuff like that? You know, give him an opportunity by booing him. That that would be a mistake. That but is we'll, a very adult way to look at that's it. That's a smart way to look at it. Yeah. I don't know if uh, Nancy has it can control. And you do have this between Nancy and Trump. You know, usually the speaker, the president comes in, shakes hands with the speaker. The speaker's right over their shoulder. They kind of smile at each other. She said last week, I don't know what Putin has on him, but it's something, and we need to be very worried about it. And right. he said Nancy is, Nancy's an awful person and bad for this country. And leading to people being killed when, by dangerous illegals. When have you ever had that dynamic between the president and the speaker before the State of the Union address? It is the day after the Super uh, so Bowl. So I'm sorry, Marshall. We'll yes. get, I'll let you get to that. I'm sure yeah. it'll be fascinating and enlightening. So what's your bet? Well-behaved or not well-behaved yeah. on the Democratic side? Well-behaved. I'm betting no. There will be a couple outliers who can't wait to have Nancy out of the way. They will go ahead and, and make a name for themselves as the energy, the new left energy, the progressive wing. Yeah. The AOC will probably mind her business because she's so ascendant. But somebody's going to decide, no, I want to be the the voice of, you know, you're, well, you're far left. You're energetic, angry, far left. You could probably raise a million dollars for yourself yes. in an instant by yeah, yelling you out. You remember Joe Wilson condemned universally for his, you lie! He if, raised more money than he'd ever raised in his life in the You're next some house hours. member in a way left district and you yell, hey, Putin called, he wants his country back. Oh, no, play it down over there. You'd have $5 million in your GoFundMe uh, account by midnight. Please. It is the day after the Super Bowl. That means millions of Americans will be missing work. Known as Super Bowl fever, the Monday after the big game is one of the biggest days of the year for calling in sick. I don't doubt that. I've had several big ones in my life. Eight million people planned ahead, said they're already taking the day off. Another five to six million are now probably calling in for a sick day. Do you remember, wasn't it last year that the Super Bowl Saturday... Hashtag was oh, trending. Right. That movement was really popular. Make idea. it a holiday. Well, it kind of is already. Have it on Saturday. Awesome. So, so all of us who have no self control and 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 self loathing and alcohol problems right. can get after it <laughs> and and sleep it off on Sunday. Come on. I don't drink, but I was rotating between guacamole dip, oh. French onion dip, oh boy, some other kind of cheese dip. All right, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I, like uh, Positive Sean, attended a National Basketball Association match Saturday night, and as I had a designated driver, got after it a bit. So I had medical personnel standing by uh, all through Sunday, so there was no, uh, no partying for me. 
From the standpoint of a professional sporting event, it was not very entertaining. I love defensive scheming, Jack. Lining up as if it's man-to-man, then dropping into a zone. Oh, the thrills! My poor son, this is the first year he's ever, like, attempted to watch the game because all the other boys were going to be talking about it. He might be lost for life! Yeah, and he said, this just isn't very exciting, No, it's not, son. (laughs) No, no, it's not for anybody. Look, a man just had his arm broken. Is that good? No, No, Dad, that's sad. We should revisit the governor of Virginia and his weird clan photo from his yearbook. I can't believe it. he looks like he's going to stay, even though everybody's calling for him to resign. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Everybody counted us out from the beginning of the season to midseason, um, but we're still here. That is so hilarious. Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots. Everybody counted us out except for everyone who assumed you'd be in the Super Bowl. I'm looking at the NFL preseason rankings. Yeah, the Patriots are ranked number three in the entire league. <laughs> And the Rams number four. You know, some of my favorite snark uh, issued fourth in the last couple of minutes has been from alert listener Bob, who points out, gentlemen, what do you expect from a third place playoff? Two crappy calls in the games two weeks ago, and this is what you get. Chiefs, Saints would have been spectacular. Well, I thought Chiefs, Rams would be spectacular. But that's the way the cookie crumbles. Maybe it would have been. I don't know. And a spectacular halftime show. They don't get paid anything. Did you know that? They do that for free. It's the exposure. They don't have to pay the production costs, obviously, which are $10 million for all the balloons that light up and all that different sort of stuff. But they did it all for free. Well, obviously, Adam Levine took the idea of uh, exposure seriously. Couldn't afford a shirt with sleeves. Yeah. He exposed as much of himself as he could. So, uh, boy, did you hear about the uh, governor of Virginia, old uh, Ralph Northam? Oh, man, has he had a rough week. Um, he, number one, he came out apparently in favor of infanticide or something very close to it. And then uh, pictures uh, surfaced from his yearbook of him, maybe, either in a Klan robe or in blackface next to a guy in a Klan robe. Absolutely hilarious. That's sarcasm. It's not just pictures in the yearbook. It's on his particular page. Right. Apparently, each student got their own page. Right. And here I am in my cowboy hat. Out on the farm. For instance? Here I am on graduation day. Here I That's am, a nice shot. Here I am playing in a band. And here's a guy in blackface next to a guy in a Klan robe on your page. So you got to be one of those guys. Not me. Or it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense Don't that that picture. I got under. I have no idea. Yeah. No idea. So he held a disastrous press conference in which he came across as just a numbskull. Give me number eight, would you there, Sean? I asked my colleagues, I asked Virginians uh, to accept my word. Uh, to realize that I have made mistakes in my past, to offer forgiveness, uh, and then let's all as a commonwealth move forward. He has, there is nothing is in his entire life, and what is he, 60 years old? Nobody can point to a single instance uh, of racism. See, I do have that problem with this sort of story. That's exactly where I'm going. A great piece in the failing New York Times, quoting heavily, One, Steve Peacock, age 61. He's a black man. He's a pastor of a church. He is a a man who grew up in Virginia, 
and ran home from school to escape white classmates who wanted to give him a beating as a kid. He would sit down with his college friends in a restaurant, and and they wouldn't serve them because they're not going to serve a black guy. This guy's only 61, okay? And he lived through all that in Virginia, a state that, and I did not know this, the birthdays of Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson are still state holidays in Virginia. So this guy grew up with that, God bless him. And he is among the Virginians, according to the New York Times, bucking the political establishment that's demanded Northrum's resignation. Now, I will tell you this. We have to put aside the fact that Democrats are desperate to get rid of his whole clumsy, idiotic, defensive infanticide and late-term abortion thing. Because as we discussed earlier, that will hang around their necks for a very long time unless they get rid of this guy. So putting aside that as a big motivator and all the faux outrage. Nobody's covering it like that. I think Mr. Peacock um, is a great example, a great exemplar of the difference between old school civil rights strategy, you know, the color, not the color of your skin, the content of your character, and and wanting to live in a colorblind society and working toward the end of racism, and the outrage culture, the angry uh, social justice warrior identity politics culture. Here's here's what uh, Reverend Peacock says: I have to look at his heart now and see what his real feelings are. I could vote for him again if he could persuade me that that's not really him now. Which brings us to the question of being insensitive by today's standards 30 years ago, which is just absolutely on fire as a trend, prosecuting or persecuting people for what they did 30 years ago by the standards of that time and pretending, A, the standards were the same then as now, or or he would have done it today if he'd gotten a chance, which is an absurdity, which ignores all of you know human nature. And it also ignores the fact that somebody might have changed. So that is it's it it reminds me of like some places in fundamentalist Islam where you just have to react with anger and piousness and and not pretend that human beings are human beings. It's just it's just so disingenuous to me. Well, this guy's an idiot based on uh, a number of things. Then there's that. Uh so probably shouldn't be a governor, but there's there are no indications that he was a racist then. There's no indication that he needs to change. No. Other there's right. that picture in his yearbook. Right. Um, which is, it is what it is. Uh, obviously, by today's standards, you, you wouldn't have a chance. I don't know, because I didn't live in Virginia in 1984, what that felt like to most people then, mm-hmm. that picture. But there are no, nobody's come forward with anything that would indicate he's he's actually a racist. But that doesn't matter. Right, right. Wow. Uh, let's see. Who's this? Uh, although you, you, it's one of your uh, black leaders yesterday on one of the shows, and I, I thought this was pretty good. His ridiculous press conference on Friday, where he talked about moonwalking like Michael Jackson and briefly considered it, apparently, um, just shows that he doesn't get he doesn't he doesn't get why that would be a problem today. He didn't come out there with the, I need to be serious about this to get this problem behind me. He was kind of lighthearted about it. Which he might just be dumb. Maybe he's just politically dumb. I don't well, know. Well, yeah, he's he's smart. Obviously, he's a you know a physician. 
but he has no instincts. He has no street smarts. He he lacks um, emotional intelligence. So, you know, my question coming out of all of this was, how the hell did this guy get elected? I mean, I actually kind of know the story of how he came up through politics. He was recruited, and he was impressive and said all the right things, but he wasn't a scary choice for moderates and the rest of it, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, what a doofus. So, anyway, we'll see. The uh, Republic will endure. But I did not realize that old Bob Lee and Tom Stonewall Jackson still had state holidays in Virginia, the capital of the Confederacy. Hmm. My favorite part of the Super Bowl, I believe, was, uh, I think it was when they scored the touchdown of the game. Yes. Oh, that was quite a moment. And Tony Romo said... That Frenchman who got into the end zone. And Tony Romo said, and Giselle is pleased. And they showed her dancing around. (laughs) Ah! I had to rewind that to hear him say it again. I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> and Giselle is pleased. Oh, why wouldn't she be? <laughs> oh, hey, listen, we need to get to this at some point this morning. Um, and if you miss it, uh, grab the podcast. But uh, as it turns out, the whole eating breakfast is absolutely critical for maintaining your weight thing. Turns out, no, not so much. Right. That's just not so. Now, I'm not going to stop because I love it. I wake up hungry. But um, Big Breakfast bought off. A lot of science, just like Big Sugar bought off science for like all of the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s and convinced you that wolfing down carbs was good for you and just steer clear of that protein. It'll kill you. I saw a study the other day said it doesn't make any difference if you eat a half hour before you go to bed or two hours before you go to bed. It's just whether or not you put that in your body. We have the science coming so, up. I don't know if that's true or not. And we got to take more look at the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Super Bowl, which everybody seemed to hate. Top to bottom. It's nice that we can all agree on something, isn't it? I don't know if that's just the mood of the country or if it yes. actually deserves that. Well, that is the mood, and it was the meh bowl. The meh. <laughs> I was told this would be super. You didn't find it super? I want my money back. That was super. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.